If you're like most mission-driven professionals that I know, your relationship to work and your career have changed since the pandemic began. I'm Jen Walker-Wall, career strategist, resume writer, and founder of WorkWonders Careers. This season, we're talking to mission-driven professionals to hear how their relationship to work, careers, and ambition have changed over the past couple of years. I hope you'll join us. Welcome to Reimagining Ambition. Welcome back to Reimagining Ambition. I'm your host, Jen, and I am so excited to dive into today's episode. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I'm going to encourage you to do that first. In all honesty, surely the whole season has actually been leading up to this episode, but the Cliff's Notes version would be the great exploitation for last week's episode. I think this is a conversation that deserves context. So if you haven't listened to that, check that out. If you did listen to it already, you know that last week's episode was the responses of our guests to one of two questions that I asked of everyone. And today's episode is about that second question. Last week, everyone told me their story of working through the pandemic and everything else that period brought with it, and what they thought of the media-driven narratives around quiet quitting and job hopping and the great resignation. But I still had one more question for them. Do you consider yourself ambitious? (sighs) Do I consider myself ambitious? I would say yes. Ambitious with an asterisk. I think the assumption with ambition can be it means you're automatically in that burnout style approach to achieving goals. But I would say I'm ambitious, but without the sacrifice of my values and myself to get to achieve those things. That's such an interesting question, particularly for this stage of my life, because someone asked me the other day, what was I doing in Q4 of this year? And my response is, I am redefining success. Ambitious. I am absolutely ambitious. But according to Danielle's rule, according to Danielle's yardstick, when I think about redefining success, I am no longer interested in measuring myself up against anyone else. If I chart my course, I am going to be extremely ambitious in getting to where I want to go because I am doing it in service of me, of my family, of building generational wealth, not because society says I have to be. And so to answer that, I am ambitious but I am ambitious on my terms. I mean, yeah, it's like, I want to help every single person I can possibly help. That's why I originally was hustling and grinding so much. And then I realized that like, I'm not modeling it for my clients. Well, right. When I do it, because I work with a lot of founders and leaders and I'm not helping myself. So yes, I would say now I'm in that healthy ambition space. One of the things that I've, that has been deeply uncomfortable, but that I've done this year is I don't start my day as soon as my kids go to school. Like sometimes I just don't. And it's like, it's hard because I mean, I grew up like we work, you know, we don't rest, we work. I'm like, do people read books in the morning? Are we, is this allowed? I used to, I think that was a huge part of my personality. I was recently reflecting, I turned 30, what was it last week or the week before? And just thinking about how that has been a core of my identity since I was a child. I just thought if I can just 
like achieve, achieve, achieve. I'll be okay. Eventually I'll be okay. And now I don't feel that way at all, at all. And I think that younger version of me would be very upset by that and confused and feel shameful. But my ambition comes down to at this point, feeling happy every day. That's what I feel ambitious about. I feel ambitious about being present in my body and being present with the pain that I feel and saying like, I feel you, you are there and that's okay. Like not in pursuit of getting rid of it because it feels like my ambition used to be twofold. It's to achieve and to get rid of anything that impacts my ability to achieve. And now it's just like, I can't care about that anymore. It, it ruined my health. It ruined my physical health, my mental health, so many things. And now I feel ambitious about having really deep relationships and connections with people, having a deep connection with my body and how I feel on the day to day and just finding things that bring me joy. That's what feels ambitious about me now. Yes, I've had to sit with what that word means, right? So I, I think you heard me say a little while ago that I feel like my relationship to my work is no longer codependent. I definitely feel like growing up, I was like a nerd academic. My value was in my grades. In college and a mental health crisis happened. And I was like, well, that's not going <laughs> to, that's not it anymore. So I was like, this business is going to be my I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm like doing great and everything's great and I'm wonderful and I'm blah, blah, blah. I put my worth into the work. And then that period, 2018 to really 2021, of recalibrating and figuring out like, okay, so I built something to prove something to somebody else. And the work was always around proving something. What does it mean now to have work where I'm building something, where I'm inviting people into something? What does it mean now to want the things that I actually want and not want the things that will make me look a certain way to people or prove a certain thing to people about myself? So yes, I am ambitious and I'm ambitious because I'm working towards things that lead to my joy, collective joy, rest, and liberation. Yeah, I mean, my, my current role, I get to work with people that are really passionate, kind, caring, and thoughtful. And so I don't feel the ambition that I have is exploited, maybe. And maybe that's, that's some of this is like, it's okay to want to do, you know, the things that you really enjoy, but at what point does an organization take it advantage and kind of put it back on you? Like I see a lot of this because I work in education and in nonprofit, that idea of like, oh, because you really love this, you get paid in your own ambition and your own love, but we're not going to really pay you equitably enough for the actual work that you're, you're producing in the organization. So I think that's a thing I, I'm just I'm aware of and, and I keep in mind is like, you can't eat that. So what drives my ambition is this endless amount of curiosity that just won't leave my brain, right? I have energy to spare, thank some 
force that I have all this energy all the time, right? I see a great need. There is a lot of sadness out there right now and a lot of confusion. And so ambition, I don't have that kind of ambition where like it has to equate solely to um, competition. It's not just that. It's an ambition to do better, to live a really purposeful life with what time we have here. There is a great opportunity to help right now, a great opportunity to help. And you just have to sort of like connect the dots and listen to what's going on. I consider myself ambitious. I would say yes, but only because I get to define what that means. If we're talking about career ambition, I couldn't care less, really. I, I mentioned before that I'm probably always going to be an individual contributor in that I always need to make something. I got to write something. I got to design something. I've got to you know, fix something, whatever the case may be. I don't get any job satisfaction out of making a schedule. People do. There are people who feel differently than I do, and that's completely okay. But for, for me, the way that my brain works, the way that I have a relationship to work and effort and, and outcome and, and you know, what creativity is to me, I have to be actually doing something. I have to be on the front line. I have to be talking to the client. I can't sit there with a budget. I don't care about Excel. You know, like these, these are things that just don't, they don't matter to me really at all. In order to go sort of up the corporate ladder, you have to care about those things. You have to care about some of the stuff that happens as you get more and more removed from the front line of, you know, client contact or, or daily check-ins or, or, you know, status meetings and, and working on the actual stuff. I prefer that. I don't think I'm going to be ambitious in the sense that like, I don't want direct reports. That's not a unit of currency that matters a whole lot to me. Titles. I don't really care about titles. I mean, oh my God, people give themselves ridiculous titles on LinkedIn, right? Like a title is not that hard to find anymore. You can do it yourself. As far as like ambition goes, I think I would be ambitious just because I would rather do something different. I'd rather do something else. I don't know that this leads anywhere, the corporate ladder. It doesn't lead up. It's, it's not a ladder that faces up. It's a, it's a different ladder. I like the fact that we have ways now of kind of defining our own rules. Like you can, you can say, oh, I'd like to write something. Or I'd like to take clients only in the healthcare field and do it as a freelancer. And there's no shortage of work if you decide to do something like that. You know, If you're reliable and you want to you make it work, you can do that. And you're going to have the exact same title. I've had the same title since I was like 25. That's totally okay because I've gotten to do a whole bunch of other things along the side, right? Like, and, and even now, I like measuring success and ambition with things that don't produce money. You know what I mean? Like I coach my kids. That's awesome. Like I love that I can do that instead of sitting in front of a computer screen. And so that, that kind of stuff, it doesn't produce value. There's no shareholder value being produced from me doing that, but it's pretty successful. Yes, in the definition of the word. What I would say is that I just am continuing to be exponentially beautiful and bring joy and love, 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 and positive energy to the spaces where I'm at. And people just need love. And I mean, it, it sounds so cliche, but oh my God, just decency through love and love brings stillness and love is the key to lifelong learning because when you really love yourself 
and you care for people genuinely, you will always want to learn. Early on in my career, I would say that I didn't give myself credit for feeling ambitious. I think I can identify with it in certain ways now. I think anyone looking at me from the outside too would say that in a lot of ways, I act with ambition. The thing that people say that like, I work to live, I don't live to work. I really relate to that because at the end of the day, like, you know, work can be fulfilling. Some people have a passion and a life calling and I'm very happy for them and grateful too, right? A lot of people do really incredible things with that energy. But for me, like what I enjoy most in life is like feeling that I'm doing something meaningful, that like that my time on earth is worthwhile. A really important part of that is spending time and connecting with family and friends. You don't have to be like out working in some some job place or or honestly like like making a lot of money, right? You don't need a six-figure job to feel meaningful. In those ways, like I don't identify with ambition in that sense, but I feel that I I act with ambition because I'm looking for a meaningful career. Ooh, absolutely. I do think that my ambition has changed. Is that partially as a result of the pandemic? Yes, but I also think that it's a result of seeing my career and my day-to-day -day activities change. But yeah, I think that 100% I am ambitious, but maybe that shifted into I'm going to read 50 books this year as opposed to I'm going to write an extra report <laughs> for somebody. And so I think that ambition has changed a little. I think that that ambition has shifted. You know, I, I want to take my vacations and leaving the country three times a year is, is ambitious. And asking for the salary that I deserve is ambitious. Um, so I, my ambition is, is for me um, more so than it is for somebody else's goal. Yes, the job is full remote and it's supposed to be that way forever. And I prioritized that when I was looking and I can prioritize being able to be really good at my job. I still want to be really good at my job. I love data science and I want to be very good at it. I want to get better at it. I can do that for a set amount of time each week. And then I can do other things that I love and spend time with people who I love. Um, and that matters so much. I know it's cliche, but like it's, you know, like the biggest change was, okay, I make more money and I have more time. And most people don't have that privilege, but I do. And so what do, what do I do with it? I can probably do more good with the extra money and time I have now than I could have with kind of grinding away inside of my academic silo. You know, that's such a weird word. And I think, no, it was 30 years ago. And I think I pair it with careerist and I just, I'm not there. Like I have this set of skills that I am now learning to embrace and respect that I really want to be able to use all of them. Like I am kind of done being told to like, put away that thinking, stop thinking, stay in your lane. Don't make those connections. Don't make those connections. Like, where does that get us? And I'm also a worker. Like I come from poverty. I come from workers. I think I never understood the career thing. And I don't think I want to. Like, I don't want to be a brand. I want to help people.
people. Like I see people launching really big things and like that doesn't seem sustainable. It's it doesn't seem relational. It doesn't seem human. It it, do, it seems like a box. I don't want the box. It doesn't seem nimble or flexible. And it doesn't seem like part of the solution to me. I do. But I also think my definition of ambition has changed. Before, ambition was checking boxes, earning grades, getting degrees, adding letters to the back of my name. Now, ambition to me looks like finding balance in my life, finding fulfillment in places other than my work. That when my work was taken from me by the pandemic, like not getting to spend time with kids, it felt so empty. Like I could walk my dog as much as I wanted, but being in the garden was nice. It's not the same as having purpose. So trying to find purpose in multiple places, not seeing the prior generation's expectations of achievement to be, you know, working 60 hours a week and then not doing anything for yourself. That's not the life I want to live. And I have been exceedingly clear with everybody that I am here to do my job. I will do it to the fullest of my ability. I love my kids. I am here to help my coworkers. I will not let this be my entire self. Like I can't do that anymore. So my ambition is balance. Yeah, I would say I consider myself ambitious. I would say I've always been ambitious. I think as a person, I've always wanted a career that, and I do want a career that's successful. But I think what that looks like to me has changed since the pandemic. I think for me, like ambitious is always striving. Like I always want to be challenged in any job that I'm in. And I think that's how I would say I continue to be ambitious, whether it's like reading books or trends that keep me up in current, like really striving for a project that's going to challenge me, like ambitious and advocating for what I need or, or different things. But I think also like having that balance of life where I can just like be able to log off at a certain time and not feel attached to my computer. Pre-2020, I would have been like, ah, I need to have the number of hours and do the job. And it should be about just like the results I'm producing. I think, honestly, over the last few years, I have stopped considering myself ambitious. I still want to do well at work. It's still important for me to make an impact in whatever it is I do. But... I don't think I'm willing to make the sacrifices that ambition requires for the payoff of that ambition. So maybe for a different definition of ambition than is commonly used in our parlance, I could, but not as it stands now. I went through this great resignation and just sitting in sabbatical. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't feel ambitious anymore. And someone pointed out to me, like, you are ambitious. You're ambitious to have a really healthy work-life integration and to live life on your own terms and to spend a lot of time with your family. And you want to be able to be there for your parents as they get older. Like those are all ambitions. They're just not the ambitions you've been socialized to want or to validate. So I guess I do feel ambitious for those things. I feel ambitious to want to be in community and to create community. These all feel like tremendous ambitions, but I almost feel like the word ambition has been tainted for me now. I want a new word. I don't know what that, that word is. I think through this whole process, I've been really trying to anchor in and, and remember a lot of the spiritual practices that come from my lineage. And I'm like, what would my ancestors have called this? And I really feel like it would just be like a, a responsibility just to be of service, a responsibility to be a person of integrity. And 
that requires a lot of hard work to live into your values. And so I think that feels more natural to me than saying ambition. It's like a feeling, a sense of responsibility and integrity and knowing that I need to, to do the work of translating my values into action. That's a really interesting question. I would say yes. I think you can also be ambitious outside of work, though. I'm a very goal-oriented person. I like working towards goals. I like trying new things. And even in my current institution, it's interesting because I have seen in the place I am now that people do actually get promoted or do move into different positions. And I've already had that conversation with my boss where she said, oh, I think, you know, in a year we might move you over to this other, they're starting a PMO. And I had a conversation with the person who runs the PMO about, she's like, oh yeah, probably in a year we'll move you over to here. And it does seem like this institution in particular, like once you're in, they do want to keep you and they want to make you happy. So I think that kind of ambition can be just learning new things and growing. It doesn't have to be that I want to be vice president. I don't. (laughs) And, you know, maybe that does come with the promotion or maybe it just comes with being able to learn new skills and try something out and not be bored. Yes, but I'm also careful with my ambition right now. (laughs) I think just the choice to go to grad school and spend like five years chasing after a PhD shows ambition. I'm going to an event tonight for my company, like a networking event, and I'm excited to get out and not have to parent tonight. But again, like I'm careful with my time because I also, because my husband works night shifts, I also need to think about how to spend time with him and how to be there for my son. In a couple of years, I can be more ambitious, but right now it's ambitious to a point. I think what I've learned is that work, as it relates to its place in my life, can actually be closer aligned to my values and how I want to show up in the world and the people that I want to talk to every day and as partners and clients and whoever else, that can be more aligned. And that was a big catalyst in me making this transition and this venture to build my own business to serve nonprofits, I realized I want these to be closer together. It's awesome to feel like that, to not feel that kind of crave and that itch so much anymore. It feels a lot better, frankly, even just sitting inside my my own body and my own heart. I think that's been the most hard, uh, but also powerful shift is how do we be ambitious for ourselves, not ambitious for somebody else's ideal. Yes. I have always been chasing something. I loved college and when I first set foot on campus and took history classes and heard my history professors talk about what they do for a living and realized that that could be a job for me. I, cause I previously thought you're going to get a history degree and then you're going to go to law school because that's the productive thing to do with a with a history major and less than a semester into college that idea went out the window and I was like I want to get a PhD and I want to work at a university and then that was the goal for the next 10 years and so college you know master's degree PhD and then I wanted to you know continue to be at a university while I was in graduate school I took up running as a coping mechanism and really liked it. And then I got into running marathons and then I qualified and ran in the Boston Marathon. And so there were all of these different things that I was literally in some ways chasing, chasing time goals, qualifying standards, things like that. And then 
as I was in school and running, I was writing about running and blogging, and then the blog sort of became an impetus for my first book, which I published earlier this year, called It's a Marathon, Not a Sprint, My Road to the Marathon, a PhD, which talks about my entire journey in graduate school and how running became a coping mechanism when dealing with not just what I thought was imposter syndrome, but anxiety. Publishing that was a big deal earlier this year. And in terms of ambition, I'm kind of looking ahead at the next year with a little bit of uncertainty in terms of I don't know exactly what's next. And I've usually had like the next thing on the docket. And I must have some internal sense for wanting to do something new always. Joe Benoit Samuelson, who was the first woman to win the gold medal in the women's marathon. The marathon wasn't open for women in the Olympics until 1984. And she won it in 1984. And as part of a Nike campaign, there were a lot of pictures of her with this quote by her that said, there is no finish line. And it was the idea that you're you know, always chasing down the next thing. And that quote really resonates with me. It's absolutely important to celebrate each of those different milestones, but I definitely have something that's like looking for what's the next finish line. Ambitious with an asterisk. Indeed. All of these takes resonate with me. I can empathize with absolutely each of these positions that are shared here. What I took away was that people are more focused with being of service, personally and professionally taking their whole lives into account, and really taking ownership over what success can and should look like for them. I do think that without the events of 2020 and beyond, that a lot of us would have still ended up here renegotiating our relationship with work and reimagining what ambition would look like for us. But the shared experience of the pandemic, the demands for social justice, and coming face-to-face -face with the instability of nearly everything seems to have brought a lot of us here together at the same time. And I just wonder what we'll do with this shared experience. Where will it take us from here? We have one episode left in season one. Here's a snippet of what's left to come. I think the remaining fear that I have is that we're just going to forget everything that happened that in our rush to go back to normal, which is not possible because the normal that you're trying to compare it to existed in a world where there wasn't a pandemic, you can't ignore a thing that happened. I worry that we're going to just try to pretend that it didn't happen when rectifying it, addressing it, healing from it is really the only way forward. I hope you'll stay tuned and join us for our final episode of the season. As always, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining me this week on Reimagining Ambition. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to help us share these stories with even more mission-driven listeners, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. And if you stumbled onto Reimagining Ambition because you're ready to explore what's possible for your career and you love practical career exploration, job search, and resume advice, please check out our private community podcast, Off the Clock. It's only available to folks who sign up. So join us at www.workwonderscareers.com slash podcast to learn more. 
You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Check out the show notes for links to those accounts. See you next week.